What's up, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Beyond the Headlines with Renee Washington here on Fox Sports Radio and all streaming platforms, including iTunes, Anchor, and Spotify. Coming up on this holiday episode, we've got a lot to get into, starting off with the story of a young teenager, 19 years old. She's a survivor of rape, sex trafficking, being in prison, fighting for her life, and she is here to tell her story. Then we've got Michaela McNuff in the latest around the news going into a Missouri landlord that knocked off the front door of a tenant's house. And then a six-year-old that had some big Christmas wishes and unfortunately too big for mom's bank account. Then we've got Will's fantasy footballers with Will Morgan sharing his play to watch this week, recapping Josh Allen's incredible week last week for the Bills. And guys, we also had the start of the NBA season, and I am thrilled that the NBA is back. I know there have been some changes, including remote broadcasting. People on social media were going crazy around Marv Albert and Chris Webber's audio delays in the Nets-Warriors game. Well, you know what? It is a new normal for everyone. We are all adjusting. But like I said before, and like I will continue to say, I have faith that the Lakers are not only going to have another great season, but are going to repeat this year. Back-to-back champions in year 18 for LeBron. He's helping the Lakers get their 18th title. And I'm saying here, we'll be getting into much more around the NBA as we continue to dive deeper into the season. But I just wanted to make that known before we get into this week's episode. The NBA is back. The NFL playoffs are getting started. And yes, I'm putting in my claims now for the NBA. I don't know yet for the NFL. I'm still leaning towards the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. And I haven't seen any other team that has convinced me otherwise. So I've got Lakers and the Chiefs winning titles this year. Let me know what you think. And yes, we will be getting into more of it. Not today, but another day. I promise you that. So I just want to share this story with you. Shauna Broussard, 19 years old, a survivor. She's strong. She has been through so much. And her story is one that is worth sharing. So without further ado, let's get into the show. Let's hear her story. And let's get into that as well as spilling the beans and Will's fantasy footballers in this week's episode of Beyond the Headlines with Renee Washington. It's time to go beyond the headlines Cause I don't put in overtime just so I can headline Okay, now it's Fox Sports, I'm live with Renee Going hard every day, sports rapping every play Different segments for your favorites Coming at you daily with positive vibes Yeah, we some game changers Basketball, football, soccer With different interviews, you never know who may pop up Listen, only on Beyond the Headlines This is Beyond the Headlines (laughs) Only on Beyond the Headlines This is Beyond the Headlines Only on Beyond the Headlines. This is Beyond the Headlines with Renee Washington. Joining us now on this edition of Beyond the Headlines with Renee Washington, we have a very special guest, a woman of such strength, courage that has been through so much, and she is still here sharing her story with us. And I am excited to have her on unfortunately, to share this story, but hopefully to bring some awareness to all that she is enduring and overcoming and surviving. And that is Shauna Broussard. Shauna, welcome to the show. How are you? 
Uh, thank you very much for having me. I'm I'm doing fine at the moment. Um, just very happy to be on the show, be able to share my story with uh all the listeners. Yeah, I I appreciate having you here because of the fact that this is I'm sure not easy. Um, and I know that's something that when I came across your story at first, that you um, were talking about just having the courage alone to be comfortable sharing your story, and and knowing that regardless how people respond. You're gonna let, let them know what you've been through. You know, you're gonna share who you are. You're gonna share what you've what you've dealt with and experienced. And you're very young. And, and how old are, exactly are you right now? I'm 19 at the moment. Right. So for those that are listening, keep that in perspective. You're not 35, 45, 55 sharing what you went through. You're 19 sharing what you're going through. So I definitely would like you to share. You know, your experience. You are a survivor, and you're. It's unfortunate that you're still dealing with a lot of the um, after effects, I guess you can say, of, of the events that you've been through. But here you are still telling your story. So for those that are listening, can you sh- take time to share about yourself and who you are um, for those that are not aware? Well, um, as you introduced me, my name is Shona, but I also go by the color of my skin, which is a brand that I have. Uh, I sell t-shirts. I'm in the process of getting uh, kids clothing and everything to spread awareness about the injustice of the criminal justice system. Um, With that being said, I was 15 years old. Uh, I was in an abusive relationship and no one knew about it because my abuser threatened to kill my family if I told anyone. And at the time, I think my abuser was 17 or 18 years old. Um, I was raped constantly. It seemed like every day um, I was locked inside of a house, a deadbolt, a deadbolt lock. So I was I was not able to get out. I didn't have a cell phone to call anyone to um, help me. And then leading up to that, I was arrested at 16 years old for a murder that happened that I knew nothing about. Uh, when I was arrested, uh, I was questioned and I, I I tried to help to the best of my ability, which is now hurting me at the moment, you know, trying to be truthful about what I did know and trying to help them solve the case and everything. Um, so at the moment, uh, I'm still fighting that. It's going on four years now. Um, I was thrown into an adult facility at 16 years old, which I was locked inside of a cell uh, for three months with no phone call, no showering, and just getting cold meals. And that 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 has really broken broken me down, you know, and I still deal with that today. Um sometimes when I go to work, being in a closed environment, you know, it, it kind of gives me panic attacks, you know. Mm-hmm. And, I'm trying to get therapy, but you know, with COVID and everything going on, it's it's it's, it's very hard. Um, but being in in an adult facility, you know, as a as a kid, you know, or a teenager, some may say, you know, is it's not very easy, you know, and being hundreds of, hundreds of miles away from your mother, the only thing that you knew, you know. Um, and I still I still deal with that to this day. You know, I have flashbacks and, you know, um, I'm having some issues with my body at the moment because of this. Um, and after the three months of me being in the cell, you know, I was 
I was able to move to general population, which is being with all of the women that are of pre-trial, which is 75 women, no privacy, and you do everything together. You, you eat, you sleep, you use the restroom together, everything, you do everything together. And, you know, no one really, no one knew what I was in there for or how old I was because I, I didn't tell anyone, you know, I didn't want people to, you know, judge me or, you know, try to hurt me being that I was so young. So I didn't say anything. The only people that really knew was the guards and the warden. And when I moved to general population, I tried to report my my abuse that happened to me before I was arrested. And the warden of Richland Parish Detention Center, she told me that no one would believe me being that I never said anything before. And I talked to someone, I think it was yesterday, and she was telling me that, you know, being so young, you, the mind isn't developed, you know, to go and say anything about it, you know, and, you know, I always thought like it was my fault for me not saying anything, but, you know, she, she, she relieved some of the stress I've been having about, you know, not being able to report it while I was young, you know, because I was a child, I, I didn't know really what was going on. So it was hard to even, you know, process what was happening to me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and my father, he was, he, he, he isn't in my life, never has been. You know, I've talked to him maybe, maybe two, three times in my whole life, you know, and I told him how I felt. And I've told him that, you know, I would like to work on a relationship with him because maybe that would help me with my healing process and help me to um, move forward, you know, being that, he wasn't there, you know, and try to grow our relationship and move past all the things that I've heard about him, you know, but at the moment, we, we're not talking. I'm also not talking to my mother at the moment because um, she, she, she has a part in this too. She has a part in the trauma that I have, you know, being that she had me sleeping with older men Mm-hmm. You know, and at a young age, and the only reason that I was living with her was because my grandmother had died. Before my grandmother passed, I was living with her, and everything was it, it was great. You know, I was learning how to be a young woman and learning to respect myself and everything. And then when I went to live with my mom, it's like all of that went out the window. You know, and it just felt like now sitting here looking back on it, it's just basically like I was just trapped. You know, like yeah my own mother you know someone that you would you know think that will protect you no matter what and would keep you from harm's way was the one that was doing me the harm you know so that played a big role in it too so um wow yeah it's yeah it's it's a lot you know and being that I'm still fighting this charge you know and my lawyer he he just doesn't communicate at all and it's like he's basically working against me you know, and I don't have the money to go and get another lawyer, you know, so I'm trying to my best of my ability to, to learn something about the criminal justice system to help myself, you know, and that's very hard being that I'm, I'm going to school, I go to work, you know, and I'm trying to, you know, push my movement and everything, you know, to raise awareness about my situation. And that's why I'm so thankful and grateful that you know, you giving me the opportunity to just come and speak. And to be honest, this is the first time that I've actually had, you know, um, 
or I hadn't, you know, stumbled on my words or, you know, had to think about what to say. It's just coming right. out, you know, and I really, I really, really love this. I feel like I'm growing as a person, you know, just hearing me speak today. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Shauna. Well, I first have to just say, I am, I am so sorry to hear that you went through all of that. And I know you and I have spoken before and your story moved me to tears. I mean, to think that you at such a young age were exposed to so much and had to deal with so much. And as you mentioned, the hardest part that people from the outside never understand that you lived is when you're a child, it's, it's so easy for people to victim blame and say, well, why didn't you tell someone? Why didn't you get help? Why didn't you get out of the situation? You were old enough to know what was wrong and what's wrong. No, you were not. You know, when you are in those situations, first of all, as you mentioned, to be threatened and have your family threatened is something that for anyone is scary. You don't really know the, the severity of just how serious those threats really are. So you're thinking that by keeping quiet, you are protecting those that you love and care about and protecting yourself. And you're just trying to do what you can to get through. And so none of it is your fault. And that's the first thing that you definitely have to realize. But also it is just, it's sad, as you mentioned, that you're, you know, the people that you trust and care about. And I think this is something when I see a number of kids that are dealing with neglect, rape, abuse, any sort of, um, you know, very poor environments that they're growing up in and traumatic environments they're growing up in, you are, you're just seeing what's around you and to see, you know, your mother, your father who wasn't in, in your life, your mother who was, I guess, making money off of selling you to older men? Yes. Yeah, right. So your mother who was pimping you out and literally trafficking you for money, um, as a kid, you don't know any better. You don't know what you don't know what's really right and what's wrong because there's nobody in school, although, you know, growing up, they have these, these programs that they put in place. No one is really telling you how to deal with any of this. There's no one that's openly saying, you know, when you're watching TV, when you're reading things, when you're in school, that's helping navigate through that. So as a kid, you don't you don't know any better. You know, as an adult, even there are a lot of adults that are in situations similar that are trapped and stuck. And that stuck feeling is real. When, and especially in your case, you don't know who to turn to. You know, your mom, your dad, your, you mentioned that your grandmother passed away. I'm sorry to hear that as well. You know, when you, everybody that's around you that you quote unquote trust are the same ones hurting you, who do you turn to? If you can't trust your own parents, how do you trust a stranger? And you mentioned telling the warden and she didn't believe you. So that's what, for those that are listening, please take that from the story where you tried to, you tried to figure out a way out of this, but the, the same people that you trusted were the same ones that were causing you the most harm. Even the relationship you were in with the 17, 18 year old man who was raping you repeatedly. Again, you're in an abusive relationship and based on what I'm hearing, it seems like that was, you were trying to get away from your mom and maybe landed in the hands of another devil and, and, and another um, bad situation with that relationship. So I am just so sorry to even hear that you've been through so much. My question for you is what really got you away? Was it the charge, the criminal charge? Is that what got you out of that situation with the boyfriend where, or not boyfriend, I don't know if that's not the word I want to use. Um, but in with the, your abuser, your raper, rape, the man that was raping you, was it that charge that actually got you away from him? How did you get to where you are now? I know you mentioned that there were, there was a murder case that you're in, involved in. Yes. Oh uh, yeah. That, that is the thing that has gotten me away from him, my mother, you know, all of the, the bad injury and everything. Mm -hmm. 
that it's, it's, it's a gift and a curse. You know, right. it's a gift because it saved me from maybe, maybe debt, maybe a disease, you know, uh, you know, anything could have happened to me, you know, and it's also a curse because I have to fight some, you know, someone, someone's child is going, you know, and I didn't know anything about it. So it's like, you know, it's, it's, it has its pros and cons, you know, and right. I'm, I'm at the same time, I know I'm going through this, but I'm still trying to help, you know, mm -hmm. I'm still trying to help solve, help solve this case any way that I can, you know, without having me go to jail for it, you know, being that I didn't know what was going on. And I do. So yes, you literally were removed from one bad situation. And now, as you mentioned, it saved you, but then it also put you into a whole other, a whole other environment where you were trapped. And as mentioned, not given warm meals, not allowed to have any privacy as a teen, as a kid in a, in a facility with adults. And uh, as you are mentioning, and that's something that I see more and more that people don't often realize is when you are in the midst of this case, you're not waiting at home in the comforts of your home. As right. you mentioned, they're keeping you in a facility with other women that are waiting on trial. So that in itself, even though they haven't even proven you guilty, because you're involved in on trial, you're still in, you were still imprisoned because of it, right. which is the crazy part about the justice system of innocent until proven guilty, yet you are still being held with everyone else that is, you know, with other criminals. Some are guilty, some are not guilty, but it doesn't matter when you're all in that same facility, no privacy, no normalcy, no, no safety. So I think something that I, I really want people to understand is as we're in the holiday season, as everyone's complaining about 2020, as everyone's complaining about COVID, please understand that whatever you're going through, there is always someone fighting a harder battle than you, you know, and that, and, and that's, in this, in your situation is a story that for many, they, it may make them realize, you know what, it's not so bad being trapped in my house and having to wear or having to wear a face mask when I go out. Um, and then, of course, for you, understanding that your story is powerful. So what have you been able to do? I know you've mentioned and we've talked about this before that you don't really have the support, you know, financially, um, even just having someone to talk to, whether it's a counselor or a therapist, not having, I'm sure on the legal side, I don't know what you have in terms of legal backing. You know, you're 19 years old, you're fighting for your life, but there's no, there are no resources for you. So what do you have in terms of a support system without your parents, without, you know, anyone to turn to who is helping you? Because that's also a big part of the, the flaw in our system and that you're in this situation stuck yet again because you don't have the resources that someone else may have. Right. Oh, uh, I have this, this one person that I can talk to about anything and that I can trust no matter what, you know, and she, she, she's been here, you know, since she found out about my story, she's been here, you know, she's been helping, she's been trying to, um, you know, help me with this case and everything and dissect it and find out, you know, what's going on and everything. Um, and, you know, she's been, a, she's been a big help, you know, and you know, the days that I do go through my motions and I, the days that I have, you know, bad days and everything, you know, sometimes I take it out on her, but it, it, it's not towards her, you know, it's just what I've been through. And sometimes I don't realize that the things that I've been through, I take it out on her, mm -hmm. you know, cause I don't, I don't like, it's, it's weird because I don't think about it, but my body, you know, like 
a react to something. It could be the simplest thing as a, as a door slamming or something. Right. So, yeah, she 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 she's awesome. You know, and I'm I'm just glad I didn't run her off yet. You know, being yes, <laughs> I have a lot of trauma and everything. Um, I have I have other people. Their endeavor, they're they're like a family to me. You know, they help they help me. I call them anytime, you know, and just talk to them when I need to. And slowly but surely, you know, um, my support team is growing. You know, I'm when I meet people for the first time, I'm kind of sketchy, you know, because some people some people put on the sheep's clothing but be a wolf underneath, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know, I just take extra precautions and. Since I've been home, I've, I've I've made a few mistakes with friends and things like that, you know, but I haven't, you know, made the mistake of doing bad things, you know, not putting myself in situations where I can't get in trouble or, you know, where I feel like I'm pressured into doing things, you know, so if I feel like I have a negative, they have a negative energy, then I'll just, you know, cut myself from them, because like I said, they'll be very nice in the beginning then you know once they get comfortable with you you know they just show their true colors so I just tend to stay away from those people yeah and as you mentioned that I I can't imagine those those small triggers of a door slamming or a sound or a smell I know I have um for good or for bad I have certain smells certain songs certain things that and and I'm sure everybody does but that take me back to a moment in time so for you that you know having the amount of trauma that you've suffered and and the different adversities that you've been faced with you know to he, to have those moments where you may be just going through your day as normal then all of a sudden a door slams or a sound goes off or something that takes you back that in itself is something that is is traumatizing and that and that mentally your mental health you know and then you mentioned finally being able to be comfortable starting to share your story smoothly and cleanly without stuttering without having to think about it you know the healing process happens in so many ways and layers it's more than just you know over overcoming the specific incident you know it's more than just the rape it's more than just overcoming the fact that your mom was trafficking you or your dad wasn't in your life. There's so many layers to it that it does make it hard to trust people. So, you know, I know you mentioned you do have a clothing line you're putting out. I know you are working, you've got a job, you're, you're trying to turn that corner in your life because the biggest thing is your past doesn't have to define you. And something that I know I've always believed in is that everything really does happen for a reason, you know, for as bad as it is, you know, it's at the end of the day, nothing happens by mistake. I'm a very spiritual person. And I, and I've been, especially now, which is um, fitting for this conversation, really immersing myself more and more and understanding that, you know, whatever you are going through, there's a purpose to it. There's, there's a reason that, you know, for you with your story, there's a reason your story is so powerful and tragic but powerful in a way that hopefully will impact others to realize, you know, be, be mindful of those around you, be aware, be check in with people, see what's going on, pay attention to the, the little details, you know, listen to someone, be, just be positive in someone's life. So what have you been doing now around your clothing line and, and, you know, on the business side, but also just help helping to promote and get your story out there. I know you mentioned it has been hard for people to even, um, fully listen so what have you been doing on that side as well um 
basically, uh, I have an Instagram page. Um, I, I post things on there about it because you know, so many people are um gravitating towards the internet. So uh-huh. I um before I before I was released, uh, my support system, she, her name is T. She uh, made me an Instagram page, you know, to raise awareness about me being incarcerated and everything. And it has things about me that what has happened to me um, while I was in there, what has happened since I've been out. Um, sometimes, you know, I post uh, daily stories, you know, to let people, you know, know what I'm doing, how I'm feeling and stuff like that, you know. Um, with my clothing line. When I go to um, sell my shirts, you know, I get out on feet and I talk to those people, you know, I let them know about um, the criminal justice system and how it's corrupted, you know, and how it's designed to crumble us black people, mostly, you know. Um, And I really like to talk to the youth. You know, I had a, like it, it, it was called Communal Love Matters. It was in Denver. I, I went for my birthday last year, um, which is February first, um, and I got I was I was able to speak to kids and adults about my situation, you know, and let them know, you know, is it trouble is so easy to get into but hard to get out of, and you may not see the trouble at the time, you know. But when it happens, it, it's, it's very hard to get out of, you know, and just learn how to choose the people that you're around and choose the people that you um you hang with because, you know, they may seem cool, but they, it's not right. You know, you don't have to be stuck in those situations. And I know it's hard because, you know, I was I was a victim of that, you know, and you know, it's just it's just all about you know reading people's, you know, re- just reading people, you know, and being that you know just feel their energy and everything and listen to their conversations. And if they're not talking something that you want to hear or not being positive like you want them to be, you know, you don't have to associate your, yourself with those people. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's maybe why I don't have friends. You know, because people just want to be, you know just all over the place, you know, like, you know, just doing things I, I don't want to do, you know, right. And they may call me weird, but, you know, I just, I just want to make sure that I get my business off the ground and that I'm bringing positivity to communities and doing what I said I was going to do while I was incarcerated, you know, and mm-hmm. this, this is my passion, you know, and if, if nobody else feels like it's, it's something that they would like to hear or do or anything, then I just won't associate myself with them. Yes, yes. And I and I respect that because you know you could easily have just given into your circumstances and continue to go down this path. And and a, we do see this unfortunately a lot of times because someone has suffered some sort of traumatic event in their life, they steer towards drugs, they steer towards prostitution, they steer towards just different paths that you know force you to spiral out of control and your life. You, you never really get control of your life. You're just kind of allowing your circumstances to lead from one to the next. And like you were mentioning, once you started living with your mom, how, how young were you and how old were the men about? It was like, it was grown men and you were younger I than was, 15. Yeah, younger than 15, yeah. How young were you when it started? Do you remember? Um, I think my grandma passed in 2015, so I was 14 years old. Oh, uh, yeah. 
Right. So at a young age to have such traumatic events happening, being forced to have sex with grown men, which is, I can't even wrap my head around the thought of that. And then to be put into another situation where you were, you know, trapped with the monster that, that was raping you regularly. And then to be put into another situation where now after the murder of that poor kid happens, you are now incarcerated. You know, I respect the fact that you're still telling your story and here, and you're still here to share it. And to even hear you speak, you would never even think that you've been through so much. You don't sound broken. You don't sound like someone that is just has given up. You can hear the, the strength in your voice. And that's something that the, the whole concept, I heard this great, great message once about like, when we're in the midst of a storm, it's so easy for us to assume that God is not with us, that, you know, it's, it's these bad things are happening to us because of the enemy, where in reality, a lot of times it really could be God putting you through this storm to put you into your destiny destiny and for you to have this story that you can share and to continue to build your clothing line to have the right mindset to be willing to take and be vulnerable be vulnerable and sharing your story for others to realize just how flawed our justice system is just how flawed the people that we care about you know i think a lot of people get caught up in family, family, family. I love my family. Don't get me wrong. You know, I'm blessed that I do have a good family, but family does not always have your back as you have lived and seen, you know, right. some of the best people in your, you know, your blood relatives could be the worst people for you. And some of the best people in your lives, like the friend that you met might not be family. So we do, you know, have to really take a step back keep things in perspective, be grateful for what we do have. Again, for anybody that's complaining about COVID or having to wear a mask or sports being canceled when they were or whatever it may be, it could be worse. You know, there's always someone out there fighting a, a, a worse battle than you. So I really thank you for taking time to join us on the show. I do want to know what's next for you. I know you're still in the middle of a fight. It's not over yet, but I'm hoping that you're at least getting closer to, to seeing the light at the end of the tunnel and being cleared of these charges and being able to have the opportunity to fully immerse yourself in, in being a young adult in this world to make your future better than the past that you've dealt with. So what's really next for you, Shauna, as you're continuing to overcome, so you're a survivor, you're strong. And honestly, wh what are you looking to do next to continue to share and inspire others through your story? Um, what's, what's next for me uh, with the legal, um, aspect and everything is trial which is in March um I don't at the moment I really don't know what's going on because like I said my lawyer isn't talking to me he's not telling me what's his legal defense and everything for me um so I really don't know what's going to happen and everything but I know I'm not going to stop trying to raise awareness about my situation so someone can step in and help me the way that I need to be helped you know, in the legal format and stuff. Um, I'm just going to continue, like I said, to raise awareness about my situation, you know, and I'm not going to stop until the end, you know, and hopefully, you know, I come out on top. Mm -hmm. you know, um, other than that, I'm just keep working, keep pushing my clothing line, keep spreading positivity throughout the community and work hard on my case, you know, and figure out what's going on, just buckle down and really try to learn these laws and everything, you know, and um, I'm, supposed to, I'm supposed to have a, a new judge that was elected in. Um, I don't know his name, not yet. I don't know anything about him, um, but that's what my lawyer told me. 
my last court date. So I'm going to try to figure out about him and see how he is and everything, you know. Um, other than that, I'm just, like I said, keep on spreading positivity, raise awareness about my situation, try to help others that are going through the same thing, but, you know, hasn't said anything, you know, or their stories not being able to get out, you know. So. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And I, I mean, I hope that we get to a, a time where our justice system can be fixed, you know, because there are so many flaws within it. As we're hearing different stories that that have come out over the years, especially about black people and minorities that have been falsely incarcerated, people that are still in jail to this day for crimes they did not commit or um or for heavier sentences than they should be. I know there are so many people in jail for even things like marijuana, which is now legalized. There's right. just so many issues within the justice system alone. But as you're sharing in your story, sometimes the flaws of, of our justice system start before you even get into jail. So in your instance, your your own family, you know, and, it, and that's something that not everyone is fortunate to have a great um, upbringing. And sometimes it leads you without even without even any sort of um, plan or, or or it's not like you were headed to that life of, of ending up in jail again your environment so I just really am very respectful and appreciative of you and of the fact that you are still you know through all of this so so strong so optimistic so powerful and again I can hear it at 19 years old that's why I wanted you to share your age because for anybody listening I think it really puts things in perspective where were you at 19 years old where were you at 14 15 years old you know and to hear where what you've been going through Shauna compared to what many have so where can people continue to follow you I know you mentioned you have your social media page how can they support you know what ways can can people support you in your fight and your battle um i have an instagram it's uh at the color of my skin it's spelled just like that with an underscore after skin um i have a link tree in my bio so if you click that there is uh different ways that you can help me um and uh if you ever want to talk to me you can just dm me i, I will respond um, if you want to help, you can, like I said, you can still DM me. I respond, you know, the same day because I don't, I don't really be doing, doing anything besides uh, working and trying to figure out my case. Um, you can help by buying a shirt, which is $10, um, the color of my skin shirt. You can also DM me on Instagram about those. And I'm also doing a raffle for a 70-inch Vizio TV to help me obtain a new lawyer. Um, the, the winner will be picked, I, I believe it's going to be on Christmas. The winner is going to be picked live, and the raffles are $5 uh, a ticket. So, Okay, so guys, make sure you definitely check out Shauna's page at The Color of My Skin. Shauna, I know you and I are going to be doing some things. I'm I'm your friend. I'm here. You're stuck with me, whether you like it or not. So <laughs> we're going <laughs> to, um, for those that are listening, we, you know, we will have some things in the works. So I'm definitely moved by your story and would love to help out any way I can. I hope those that are listening are as well and, and looking to get involved. If you'd like to help and Shauna's in, with Shauna specifically, and with the, you know, also the issues around abuse, rape, trauma, please let me know, reach out to me because Shauna and I were, I feel like we have connected for a reason. 
And um, yes, let's get this going. So thank you again so much for joining me. I, I'm again, thankful for you, appreciative of you. You're an amazing person an amazing, strong. I, I, there's no way I could even imagine what you're going through. So I commend you and I wish you nothing but the best moving forward. And hopefully God is blessing you as we speak. I believe that your, your victory is already won. You just haven't stepped into it fully yet. So just claim it, believe it, have faith in it because God's got a plan for you. So we are going to work on that. And for those of you that are listening, as always, be sure to check her out. Be sure to subscribe to the show because we've got some great things coming for you in the future. So Shauna, thank you so much for taking time to join us and, and being so open and transparent about who you are and your story. Thank you. Thank you for having me and letting me be able to share my story. You know, it's a, it's a big help. You believe it. You know, it's like therapy, you know. Oh, I'm happy to hear that. Yes. Yeah, so I'm, I'm glad to help in any way that I can. What's up, everyone? Renee Washington here, and thank you so much for being tuned in to Beyond the Headlines with Renee Washington, right here on Fox Sports 96.9 FM, 1340 AM, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Hit that subscribe button and be sure to follow the show every Wednesday for a new episode starting at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. Back to the show. Turn off the news. We're spilling the beans with Michaela McNuff on the latest news, music, and culture. What's poppin' Beyond the Headlines family? And welcome to another week of Spilling the Beans on Beyond the Headlines with Renee Washington. I'm your host, Michaela McNuff, giving you the latest news, drama, and everything sports. A six-year-old boy is in big trouble after he charged his mom's credit card $16,000. And a Missouri landlord faces backlash after he removes the front door off of a tenant's apartment. Stick with me to get the details on this story. And if you haven't done so, go ahead and follow your girl on Instagram at anchor underscore McNuff to let me know what you think about today's discussion. A Missouri mother says her landlord removed her front door after she failed to pay two months of rent. However, she says she lost her job due to the COVID-19 pandemic. According to Fox 59, Hannah McGee worked at a restaurant but lost her job after the pandemic hit the United States. She says she's $1,000 behind in rent and her landlord decided to remove the front door of her apartment in Fenton County. Now, I'm going to be honest, y'all. Like, this shows, like, how cruel this world is. Like, the world that we live in is just so cruel. First of all, like COVID-19 has been a nightmare for everyone. Like I never imagined that Thanksgiving would be this way. I never imagined that Christmas would be this way. To be honest, when the pandemic first broke out, I just thought like, okay, it'll be like a month. It'll be a couple weeks and like it'll blow over. But unfortunately, that has not been the reality. And you know... A lot of people are in a financial bind. You know, I'm in a financial bind. I know that, you know, even, you know, I feel for students at a time like this, they're making big transitions with online schooling. There's so many things that's going on. And so it's like, how could you be so heartless to take this lady's front door off? You're taking away her security. Like anyone could just walk in. Not only that, we're in the winter time. It is cold. Um, When I was reading the article, the lady, oh my God, like my heart hurts for her. She had to send her four-year-old daughter over to her grandmother's house so that her daughter could stay warm on cold nights like this is horrible like how cool of a person could you be to, to even do that to somebody 
Like, I completely get it. I know it's frustrating. I know, you know, money is getting short. I know things are happening. But it's like, you know, this is a time where we should support each other. This is a time where we should help each other out. So, you know, for the landlord to do that, like, that really, like, ruffles my feathers. Like, that's, like, the most, like, disrespectful, like, not even caring type of, like, behavior that I'm talking about. Um... According to the um, article, the woman said that her landlord is genuinely a nice person. She said she's never had any problems with him in the past. She says that, you know, he, she actually said very nice things about him. She said he's a great landlord and, like, this is the only time that he's been like this. And she's always paid her rent on time. So it took one little slip up. It took her not paying her rent one time for you to take this lady's door off. Shame on you. Shame on you and shame on you. Now, switching gears and speaking about funds, a six-year-old boy is in big trouble after he charged his mom's credit card $16,000 worth of video games from an Apple App Store. Now, the 41-year-old mother, Jessica Johnson, was working from home during the pandemic, and she's a real estate broker, so she said she realized that her son went on a huge shopping spree on his iPad. Um, It was reported that over a month of funds was spent on his video games little george ordered tons and tons of boosters um i know apple has like the little boosters if you want to like go to the next level if you want to get like tokens for the games they have little boosters for that and little george just kept spending 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 and she did not notice until a month later according to the article she did not notice until july 9th that george had spent over sixteen thousand dollars in charges on her credit card let me tell you something i'm a mom and there is no patience in the world like oh my goodness if my daughter did that I don't know what I would do like because again like I just mentioned we're in a pandemic so we have to stretch every dollar that we have if my daughter spent 16,000 first of all I don't have 16,000 dollars to spend so let's just let's just start there let's just start there but secondly it's like you know you have to be very careful you have to watch your kids Kaika has an iPad and you know what now that I read this article I need to take my card off of her iPad because my card is definitely connected and you know my daughter's one she doesn't know so she just starts tapping 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 away um but for those of you who have kids like has this ever happened to you like has your kid ever like charged something on your card or on your phone that you didn't know about like let me know I'm interested to hear about that because that's something that i am not looking forward to in the future and um now that i've read this article is definitely an eye-opener for me so let me know what you guys think and um as always thank you guys so much for tuning in and hanging out with me i hope that you guys had a great thanksgiving and i pray that you guys have a wonderful um new year's and christmas just continue to stay safe guys let's use wisdom let's continue to be physically distant not socially distant you know still call that friend still call your mom still call your family but definitely be wise okay well thank you guys so much for tuning in with me today and as always you are listening to spilling the beans on beyond the headlines with renee washington we are here every single week fox sports radio 96.9 fm 1340 a.m peace what's up everyone renee washington here and thank you so much for being tuned in to beyond the headlines with renee washington right here on fox sports 96.9 fm 1340 a.m iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Hit that subscribe button and be sure to follow the show every Wednesday for a new episode starting at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. Back to the show. Guys, it's your boy William D. And I am back with Will Fantasy Footballers. Don't forget, you can check us out on the Beyond the Headlines podcast with Renee Washington on Fox Sports 96.9 FM at 1340 AM. It's review time, and our player from last week was Bill's quarterback, 
Josh Allen. He played exceptional football as he was 28 for 40 for 359 yards and two TDs for a whopping 37.7 fantasy points. That's crazy good, and I hope you had him on your team this week. Now, the player from for this week that we're looking at is Renee's guy. That's right, Renee's guy. Jalen Hurts for the Eagles. He was amazing in the Eagles' loss to the Arizona Cardinals. He was 24 for 44 for 338 yards and three TDs. His opponent, the Dallas Cowboys. They just gave up 319 yards passing and three TDs to the 49ers. Now, I look for Jalen Hurts to continue to build a rapport with Greg Ward, and he may be on your waiver wire this week. I got him almost all of my ESPN leagues go ahead and plug him in as a QB1 in this matchup that will do it for me hope you enjoy week 16 and so for some of you guys it's championship week so good luck to you guys I hope you get that victory hopefully Jalen Hurts can help you seek out that championship get that trophy I am William D and I'm out you are tuned in to Beyond the Headlines with Renee Washington. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and follow the show on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Fox Sports 96.9 FM, 1340 AM for a new episode every Wednesday starting at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. Back to the show. I hope you all have enjoyed this episode. Very emotional, especially hearing Shauna Broussard's story. Can you imagine at 19 years old having been through the things she's been through? It really puts a lot in perspective with the struggles we're having every day because there is someone always out there fighting a tougher battle than you. And she's not only fighting it, but she's smiling. She's keeping her head up. She's starting her own business. She's finding a way to make sure she is not a product of her circumstances and rising above all the challenges that have been thrown at her and staying in, in good faith and spiritual and finding ways to continue to grow, succeed, and excel. That is oh, incredible and powerful. Definitely check out Shauna Broussard on Instagram, The Color of My Skin, and continue to support and follow her. I know I will be, as she is just 19 years old, not even legal to drink yet, barely legal to, to vote and, and all the other rights that come with turning 18 and has already been through so much through her childhood. And then we had Michaela McNuff sharing the latest scoop on a six-year-old, $16,000? Oh my, the thought of that, the thought of that. Can you imagine that charge? I, I don't blame mom for being pretty mad. Good Lord. Definitely in big trouble after charging $16,000. And then a Missouri landlord, I get that just lost it. Can you imagine coming to your home or waking up or just sitting in your living room and all of a sudden your door is being knocked off? Whew, what a time, what a world we're living in. But then Will Morgan picked a great pick. Thank you, Will. Josh Allen had an awesome week last week for the Bills. And honestly, for the, I have not been surprised by the way he's been playing because of especially how the Bills lost in the playoffs last year. I had a feeling... That was a turning point for Josh Allen, and so far it seems like that. But there's another quarterback that's that's going through a major turning point right now, surprising some people, stepping up, and he's on my E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles. That's right, Jalen Hurts giving us some hope in this season that has been very frustrating to watch and painful to watch with some bad football, bad play calling, our offensive line struggling, our defensive line struggling, injuries, 
But in the midst of it all, we've got some young players, Greg Ward, Jalen Rager, even though he just was hurt and hopefully he'll be back. Jalen Hurts that are giving us some hope. Miles Sanders. I mean, we have, we had some young guys or just players that are stepping up in general and it has been encouraging to say the least. Well, Jalen Hurts getting the starting spot yet again this week by no surprise. And I am a huge Carson Wentz fan. Don't get me wrong, but to see the way that Hurts has played these last two weeks against the, well, going back to two against the Packers actually, when he came in late in the game, but then against the saints, Definitely in the loss versus the Cardinals. Gotta keep rolling with Hurts as we head into a big divisional rivalry game against the Cowgirls on Sunday. Whew. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. So thank you all for tuning in to another edition of Beyond the Headlines with Renee Washington. I know we have come to the end of the year 2020. Well, we've got to finish out the year with an incredible interview. And I was going to put in this this episode, but I bumped it back a week because I wanted to share Shauna's story as soon as possible since she does have a fundraiser that she's doing that will be ending December 31st. So I wanted to give you all plenty of time to support her. But well, we've got a TV star, a reality TV star that will be joining us on the show to close out 2020. I hope you're ready for that because I am excited to share this story with you. So hit that subscribe button. Keep up to date with all we've got going on on Beyond the Headlines here on Fox Sports Radio, across all streaming platforms, iTunes, Anchor, Spotify. Merry Christmas to those of you that celebrate Christmas. Happy Hanukkah to those of you that celebrate Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy holidays. Let's be safe. Let's enjoy this time. The NBA is back. The NFL playoffs are around the corner. It's the holiday season. It's time to be merry, be happy, and enjoy this season. Thank you all for tuning in, and I will see you next time for more here on Beyond the Headlines with Renee Washington. Have a good one. Only on Beyond the Headlines, this is Beyond the Headlines. (laughs) Only on Beyond the Headlines, this is Beyond the Headlines. (laughs) Only on Beyond the Headlines, this is Beyond the Headlines. headlines. With Renee Washington.